0: Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of the Pictures Out There podcast series with Lee Stewart and Dave Fogelman. Today's episode is the second in a five-part mini-series, Breakthrough Pictures. This episode is called Equality, Part 2. Let's explore some more. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, thank
1: you, Candy, for that very kind introduction. This is Dave. And I'm Lee. And today, we're going to continue this five-part podcast mini-series, as Candy mentioned, that we call Breakthrough Pictures. These are pictures of ours that we believe can take our human society to a different place, a different level. And they can and could actually happen. So our first two podcasts in this five-part series are about a breakthrough picture for equality. This picture is about what we call the Equalist Movement. More on that. And this is that second episode, part two. So last time we reviewed the eight pillars that support the creation and maintenance of caste systems and specifically focused on the caste system in the United States. In all of this discussion, we talked also about the importance of self-examination, because we are all at some place in that caste system. Mm-hmm. And so we think it's very important to examine our own place and role in that so that we can understand really how to dismantle this thing. Yes, as much as anything. Yes. That requires a different level of awareness. And I think Lee and I have described some of our journey in the last years and decades at doing our own self-examination of our role in the system and trying to be aware of privilege and these things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we really wanted to emphasize the importance of using our voice and not being silent wherever you are in the system, whatever role you have, wherever you are, it's critical to use your voice to describe what you are experiencing or what you're seeing and share that with others. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And that's every bit as true of the people who are privileged and those who are in less privileged positions. Everybody needs to speak.
1: Everyone. So we use the wonderful book Cast by Isabel Wilkerson as an important resource for the discussion. So let's start today by making the following statements very unemotionally. Okay? We're just saying it from just observing, from awareness, as we just talked about. And if you just observe or are aware, we think, to most of us, These statements couldn't be more obvious. Privileged white rich men who like their privilege and want to maintain it and others who enable their privilege for whatever reason believe in some degree of an ongoing privilege for whites, for men, for the wealthy. It kind of seems like an equation to me. Yes. A equals A. But if you're in a privileged class or caste and you stay silent, as we just talked about, in your silence really an assent to this whole system?
0: Yeah, well, it, minimally it perpetuates it. It perpetuates it.
1: And we're talking about a system that has been in perpetuity for all of the United States history. And so what we're saying is to break through that system, it requires everyone to use their voice yes. in a constructive way. So privileged white
0: rich men who like their privilege and who wish to maintain it, and others who enable that privilege for whatever reason, those folks believe that whites, men, and the wealthy actually matter more than other people. Mm -hmm. They're more valuable than other people, more important than other people, more worthy than other people. And these beliefs are purely because of skin tone or possibly gender, possibly net worth. And again, isn't this just really an equation? Yeah. If you're in a privileged caste, And you stay silent, as we stated. Isn't that silence an assent to maintaining some degree of that privilege?
1: Okay, we're going to, you may feel like we're taking this nail and a hammer and we're hammering this nail in all the way through the wood and beyond. But we're doing it to make the point, our point about this. Privileged white rich men who like their privilege and want to maintain it and others who enable that privilege for whatever reason, believe in their desire for some degree of dominion or power Mm -hmm. and believe they should continue to have some degree of dominion or power or authority over women, over minorities, and over the poor and middle class. So we're just putting that out there. Yes, I don't know if for some of us we nod our head, and it's hard to accept that we're having to nod our head over that, or if some of you may be listening and kind of going, well, maybe, but not me. Right, right. And I think we're saying, you know, this is all of us.
0: Yeah, it's all of we're us. We're all in this system. Yeah. Again, as we said in the part one of this series, we're all participants in this system, whether it's conscious or unconscious, we are. Yep. So privileged white rich men, again.
1: Hammer that nail one more time, Lee. Who
0: like their privilege, and they want to maintain that privilege. And there are others who are enabling that privilege for whatever reason. Those folks believe in a de facto caste system of human value
1: and importance. Because of things like skin color. Yeah. Gender. Gender. Yeah. And there, there's other things like sexual identity we've talked exactly. about. Exactly. How are much are money I have thing. in the bank. Exactly. So on the other hand, there are a lot of us in the United States, including some who receive privilege, sadly, Today, But there are a lot of us in the United States who believe that there should be no, no extra privilege for anyone, particularly based on any physical category or group. No individual matters more than any other individual. This this is just a basic question about human worth and value. And there's a lot of us that believe the system is a crock. And we need to find a way to break through and have true equality. And so we also believe that no group should have dominion or authority over any Any other other group.
0: Now, I think it's important to insert into our thinking here, this caste system did not develop overnight. It's taken hundreds of years. And I think Dave and I are suggesting that it, it may well take hundreds of years to dismantle it as we know it today. So all we can do today is our best to bring sensitivity and awareness to it. Use our voices. Begin the discussion. Acknowledging that we may not resolve it next week, that's okay. We have to begin.
1: A system breaks down and changes because of the aggregate power of individual actions. Yes. Individual voices. None of us should underestimate the impact of our singular individual voice. Never underestimate that. You can make a difference. We can make a difference. We We all can. So given the current gender
0: and racial pay gaps in the United States, we're talking about compensation for work, white male privilege, gender bias, and racism are 100% validated as facts, not opinions, facts. That is not an emotional statement that we're making. We would say that it's just a logic and rational one, even a mathematical one. Yeah. The factual and numerical gaps in pay and compensation make white male privilege, gender bias, and racism non-debatable in our current United States society. Our power structures are therefore racist and sexist, among other things. Yep. Those words. Oh, yeah. Racism and sexism. We got it. Yep. We need to be comfortable with those words. Mm -hmm. They're used here in our discussion analytically and, again, unemotionally. We need to get comfortable
1: using these words to call out the problem and the opportunity. So as an example of a picture for solving the caste system dilemma, we're going to give a more complete one later. But one solid approach in that picture would be to show progress by making pay equivalent for genders and races in every company and every organization through a one-time adjustment. There are companies today, here in 2023, who are doing this. Yes, absolutely. Who have made the equal pay pledge and who are doing this. Yes. To not agree that this step is warranted would reflect, we believe, a belief or impression that whites and males are more valuable than other races and females, and that pay gaps between genders and ethnicities are valid. We're saying here that companies could indicate that this step of making pay equal in their company is not about fixing a discriminatory practice on the company's part, but is a corporate social responsibility action. Corporate social responsibility here in 2023 Mm -hmm. is a very big concept Mm -hmm. that most large organizations have a group devoted to, or certainly statements that they make publicly. Yes. We're saying this is a corporate social responsibility action that is designed to create a level playing field for all of its employees. This step would not be a comprehensive fix to all of the past wrongs related to gender and racial bias, but it would be one step in the right direction as an example of actions to take
0: yeah again that's a great example of how we can begin right right? so a lot of companies and i'm going to insert my opinion here by using the word sadly have been compelled to adopt equal pay measures through litigation right okay but a great many other organizations have willingly voluntarily said no this is not right let's fix this and think about the business cost of fixing that. It's right. probably considerable. But again, under the headline of let's be corporate responsible citizens in the communities in which we operate, and a part of that is equal pay, well, good for those organizations. And we're here to propound that others should be following suit. It's always
1: one of those things where if you went and did that as a company, think about the brand, the, the different brand that you have now, and think about attracting top talent yeah. that wants to be in a place where there's non-discrimination or no differences. Yes.
0: So let's just call out the simple truth that accurate, open-minded, open-hearted research validates the following. Our country was founded much more on the principle of white patriarchy than it was on the principle of true democracy. Mm -hmm. Establishing elite or rich white males as the highest caste in a new caste system similar to the caste systems from which many of the earliest european immigrants to america originated this is a principal reason for the current conflict in the nation 250 years after the nation's yeah, founding still going on and in many other so-called democracies who have a similar white patriarchy or if you will a caste system foundation the united states has never been a
1: true democracy it never has been we've we have said that we aspire to being one, we've never been one. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Enslaved peoples were permitted in the United States Constitution. Yeah. If you go read any of the debates and discussions that went into the formalization of the Constitution, what do you find? Uh, Only landed, meaning people who own property, white men should be permitted to vote. Right? Right. There were numerous kinds of caste elements built into the system from the beginning.
1: This one always amazes me. A hundred years ago in this country, women couldn't vote. Could not vote. You have to just let that sink in. Yeah. And you have to then be aware, self-examine, and go, that type of uh, prejudice is still going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is our breakthrough picture after all of this? What is our breakthrough picture for a future of human equality for all. Here you go. Here's our picture. (sighs) What a beautiful world we have now. We have an equalist world that we now have because of the equalist movement. And this
0: equalist world reflects some of the pictures and perspectives that we've shared with you previously, including common uniqueness. We'll hope you remember that concept. It states we're the same and we're unique. We've talked about physicality. We appreciate and love everyone's unique physicality. We love our commonality with all people. We value every human and value everyone equally. We help one another. We put love first, and we put these perspectives and ideals above the group affiliations that we may have. Those might include family, friends, work groups, clubs, anything. We choose to believe in a
1: global community of caring. And here's how we eliminated racism, gender bias, and wealth bias through self-examination and through using our voice. Whites proactively and publicly rejected their privilege and proactively and publicly sought equality for minorities. Men proactively and publicly rejected their privilege and proactively and publicly sought equality for women. The wealthy proactively and publicly rejected their privilege and proactively and publicly sought equality for the non-wealthy. These three were critical. The onus was on the privileged to call out their own privilege, Mm -hmm. to Mm self-examine and say, we don't want this. It's wrong.
0: Because the subjugated may have been calling it out all along and being
1: not heard. Exactly. So in addition to that in our picture, what happened is that the minorities proactively and publicly sought equality for women and the non-wealthy. So groups that are, that are suffering from this system Mm -hmm. need to support each other for this to break. And it happened. That's our picture. Women proactively and publicly sought equality for minorities and the non-wealthy, the non-wealthy proactively and publicly sought equality for women and minorities No one had to wait for equality. Equality was made available to everyone now. Now, there was a common recognition in us getting to this future state that we are in. There was a common recognition that inequality had been going on up until the moment that equality was proclaimed and made real in our laws and social mores and in our economic system. So we had that really difficult question of what are appropriate reparations? and we addressed that directly we took it head on the outcomes were negotiated not everyone agreed with every outcome they were negotiated but we did finalize them and that then allowed us to, to move, move forward. forward yeah we used ongoing
0: education to reinforce and support our new truly equal society education at early ages and then ongoing education on how our brains work how cognitive biases occur and exist And then the real history of our country, not the rewritten history of the privileged, also those who won, right? The victors. We call out inequality by race, gender, wealth, etc. Wherever it happens, however it happens, those receiving privilege say something. They don't just stay silent and continue to enjoy their privilege. And the recipients of inequality are supported in using their voices to call out inequities. Okay, that's our picture for how an equalist global movement changed our world. There you go. A caste system, and as we've talked about before, a well-performing orchestra of humanity, Ah. they both cannot happen. Hmm. All humans have to be equally valued members in the orchestra of humanity. You can't have a well-performing, or frankly, even a mediocre orchestra of humanity If you allow a caste system to persist, if a society insists on having a caste system, then they're also choosing a discordant and dysfunctional orchestra of humanity. And why would we ever choose that as a human society?
1: Why? Why would we ever want that? Yeah. 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 And the illusion that, that there are people in that orchestra who are thinking that they're in a great spot because they think they have some extra privilege. While this orchestra of humanity is playing this discordant symphony, Mm -hmm. no one one benefits from that. No one. Yeah. So in the context of our discussion on human equality, a couple of other thoughts, and we've hit on these a little bit. We'll call them share and aware. After love, are they maybe the second or third best words in our language? The ideal of help we've talked about, which is really the ideal of share, and the ideal of we're the same and we're unique. The ideal of aware
0: so you ask an interesting question after love is share the second greatest word maybe so might be share love share the best truest and most authentic part of ourselves share our gifts our energy through helping others share our power we all have some share it share what we know share what we believe share our stories now Does sharing have any kind of losing connotation associated with it? We would say that it shouldn't. It should have a gaining feel to it. It's all gain when we share.
1: Yeah, Lee and I are change management professionals have spent a lot of time in that industry, and we would both say that typically it's very human when a change happens. The first question that gets asked is, what am I losing? Yes. And so the notion of, you know, getting past that to understand this incredible opportunity, you know, and how much you're going to gain mm-hmm. from this, mm-hmm. lots of times is held back by this notion of, God, if I'm going to lose anything, right? if I'm going to lose a crumb, uh, but there's a loaf of bread on the other side, I just don't want to lose this, this crumb. crumb. So what about aware? The third greatest word, perhaps? We listen when we're aware. We pay attention. We keep our eyes open. We're present while being aware of the future.
0: So, we'd like to try to bring this closer to home for each of us. Here's an opportunity to reflect on the caste system dilemma that, frankly, gets in the way of true equality. And let's do it at a more personal level. Let's think about groups, perhaps, that we lead or belong to.
1: Oh, we're really going to bring this home, aren't we? Yeah, it's going to
0: get a little personal. Yeah. Do we have caste like systems in the groups we belong to, or perhaps those groups that we may lead? And if there are caste systems that exist there, ask why? And how can we make progress to eliminate those caste systems? So these groups might be
1: our family, I, might our, be work group. A church group. Might be any of those. Whoa. Yeah. You're, you're asking us to self-examine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we be, are. To be open to really looking at how these, these systems are working. Yeah. Okay. We
0: think that you'll find elements of a caste system in, in nearly every human group. Yep. So be aware of it and try to root it out. Ask yourself, do these systems serve any value? In what ways are they destructive to the beneficial goals of the group? How are they destructive to the people involved? When you see people getting worked up over something that doesn't directly affect them or deny them anything, often using their morality or their righteousness as an excuse for getting upset. In those instances, ask yourself, is it because this something is going in against an established power system in which they have privilege? Or would it represent a loss of established privilege? Or is it a reaction driven by greed? It's almost always one of those, and those are never good reasons.
1: And lots of times, Lee, it seems like that that call for morality or righteousness or righteous indignation is really the call to kind of go, have you guys forgotten? I'm, I'm the privileged one here. Yeah. What did you forget? Did you think this was an equal thing? Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. That's interesting.
1: I'm above you. Yeah. What do I need to do to remind Mind you, you of, of that? that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So ask yourself these questions in general, in our society, do whites have more privilege than minorities? Do wealthy people have more privilege than those who are not wealthy? Do men have more privilege than women? Should we all have the same amount of privilege regardless of wealth, gender, or race? If you answered yes to all of these questions, as Dave and I did, then we will call you and us Equalists. Oh, welcome to the Equalist Movement. Movement.
1: Welcome to the Equalist Movement. We have a secret handshake? Not yet. Okay. We're working on that. Welcome to the Equalist Movement, and now let's use our voice. Yes. You know, wherever wherever we are, whatever our role is, let's use our voice. Let's ask some other questions. Do you think of yourself as your skin color first? Or do you think of yourself as just an equal human being first? Do you think of yourself as your gender first? Or do you think of yourself as an equal human being first? Do you think of yourself by your level of wealth first? Hmm. Or do you think of yourself as an equal human being first? You get the rhythm here. Mm -hmm. If you answered those three questions with the latter answers, an equal human being, and you believe that we should all think and feel about ourselves that way, equal, then consider yourself an equalist. Yes. Welcome. Yes. We need to fight privilege wherever it exists together. Each of us have a part. We can't fight each other for some level in this atrocious system or for crumbs from those who want to maintain their privileges. There should be no privilege from wealth, race, or gender. Our caste system that favors the wealthy men and whites needs to completely end in all aspects of our lives. We're each of equal worth, equal value, regardless of wealth, race, or gender. So ending the caste system starts with the wealthy men and whites. Let's go through it again. The equalist wealthy need to reject their privilege and fully support the less wealthy. Equalist men need to reject their privilege and support women. Equalist whites need to reject their privilege and support minorities. We also think that the divide-and-conquer tactics of non-equalist wealthy men and whites who want to maintain privilege, we have to, I'll say, fight that together. We have to do it with kindness in our hearts. By each of us feeling all of those who are discriminated against, their pain and difficulties as much as we can, and responding with our voice, with resolve to change, and with love. This is the path forward, not just for the world to progress, but probably actually to survive. Until we choose this path, we are continuing to roll the dice on allowing those who are power-hungry, greedy, and privileged, and addicted to their privileges, to have their way. And as our world keeps getting smaller, the stakes seem to keep getting bigger.
0: So we'd like to close this two-part series about equalist movement with a quotation from Nelson Mandela. Think about Nelson Mandela. Was he privileged? Far from it. He stated, it always seems impossible until it's done. Breakthrough. So what are your pictures? Your perspectives? Your ideals? What is your
1: influence to use? Thanks so much for joining us. Take care. Thanks for
0: joining us today. As always, feel free to explore more about Pictures Out There at picturesoutthere.com and major social media sites. We hope you have the day of your dreams, the day of your pictures.